Hello, this is Ayush from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. It is Thursday, June 18th and with almost 13,000 fresh cases, the coronavirus tally in India rose to 367,000 this morning. Prime Minister Narendra Modi, however, ruled out the possibility of another round of lockdown. Six Indian states account for 76% of total covid cases and 80% of all covid related deaths in the country. These are Maharashtra, Tamil Nadu, Delhi, Gujarat, Rajasthan and West Bengal. In the last 2 days, India's covid-19 fatality rate has also risen from 2.8 to 3.3%. India continues to remain the fourth worst hit nation by the coronavirus pandemic after the US, Brazil and Russia. In terms of fatalities, the country is at the eighth position globally more than 8 million people have been infected with covid-19 while 450000 people have lost their lives with dexamethasone emerging as a drug that showed improvement in survival the focus has now shifted to a vaccine which is being seen as a long term bet in the fight against the pandemic dexamethasone an anti-inflammatory low cost drug reduces the chances of death by up to 1/3 in hospitalized patients diagnosed with acute respiratory complications of covid-19 on wednesday the uk government authorized a drug for covid-19 treatment a handful of vaccines especially those developed by moderna sinovac biotech and oxford astrazeneca will move into late stage testing next month if they turn out effective the world may have vaccines for emergency use by november Britain and US have sunk millions of dollars into various vaccine candidates so far. Fitch ratings today revised India's outlook to negative from stable, saying the coronavirus pandemic has significantly weakened growth prospects. This comes after another rating agency, Moody's, downgraded India's sovereign rating by a notch to lowest investment grade for the first time in 22 years. Fitch expected economic activity to contract by 5% in the fiscal year ending in March 2021 due to the strict lockdown measures imposed since March 25th before rebounding by 9.5% in 2022. Minister of State for Home Affairs G Kishan Reddy said today that the central government will provide 500 additional ventilators and 650 more ambulances to hospitals in Delhi. He also said that the government plans to conduct 6 lakh covid-19 tests in the national capital through rapid antigen methodology at 169 new facilities in maharashtra seven persons including a chinese national employed at a chinese firm in chakan town in pune district have tested positive for coronavirus following the detection of these cases 130 employees including nine chinese nationals have been quarantined the employees belong to a chinese firm that manufactures machinery and mining equipment and has a unit in chakan last week one of the personnel tested positive following which he was contact traced and those he came in contact with were tested the infected employees were undergoing treatment at a private hospital the supreme court today stayed this year's historic rath yatra and related activities at puri in orissa due to the coronavirus outbreak the apex court said that the decision was taken in the interest of public health and safety of citizens After Maharashtra and Delhi revealed hundreds of previously unreported deaths of coronavirus positive patients it is now Telangana's turn to finally start reporting the number of tests it has been carrying out Telangana is the only state not revealing testing numbers so far but it began doing so since Tuesday it turned out that the state has the lowest testing figures in the country with only 46000 tested samples till date 
neighboring Andhra Pradesh has tested almost 6 lakh samples. Much smaller states like Uttarakhand, Jharkhand and Tripura, with case loads much lower than Telangana, have carried out more tests. Even Goa has tested as many. China has reported 28 new confirmed coronavirus cases, including 24 in Beijing, taking the total number of infections in the last few days to 161. The Chinese capital has ramped up testing to include more than 3 lakh residents and cancelling hundreds of flights to stem the spread of COVID-19. China's National Health Commission said that it received reports of 28 new confirmed COVID-19 cases in the country on Wednesday. Of the domestically transmitted cases, 21 cases were reported in Beijing, two in Hebei province and one in Tianjin municipality. No deaths related to the disease were reported on Wednesday. At News Laundry, my colleague Anusuya tested positive for the novel coronavirus in the last week of May. Well, she's all healthy and good now and has written about her experience of being in a quarantine facility for 17 long days. Her article is titled, My COVID Diary, Surviving the Virus at a Delhi Quarantine Facility and I highly recommend that you read it on newslaundry.com. There are other reports, interviews and podcasts on our website. There's an interview that Abhinandan did with Congress leader Digvijay Singh. The two discussed Jyoti Raditya Sindhya's exit from the Congress, the recent defections in Madhya Pradesh, and whether he thinks Rahul Gandhi will return as the president of the party. Please check it out on our website, and if you like it, do click on the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner. Our cheapest subscription costs only 300 rupees a month, so please extend your support to independent media and pay to keep news free. A day after major general-level talks between India and China ended on an inconclusive note, the two sides are likely to hold dialogue today as well. Besides reconciling certain aspects related to the violent showdown, the other major item on the agenda will be the restoration of the status quo ante in the area. This is in line with decisions taken at the June 6 meeting of Corp commanders at the Chushul Moldo border point. Taking a strong exception to China claiming sovereignty over the Galwan Valley in Ladakh, India in a statement said that Beijing's exaggerated and untenable claims are contrary to the understanding reached on the issue between the two sides. Earlier, during a phone call with his Chinese counterpart, External Affairs Minister S. Jayashankar said that Beijing has taken premeditated and planned action that was directly responsible for the violence and casualties. Prime Minister Narendra Modi also said that India wants peace but will give a befitting reply if provoked. 20 Indian Army personnel, including a commanding officer, were killed on Monday night in violent face-off with Chinese troops in the Galwan Valley of Ladakh, where disengagement of troops on either side was underway. Nepal's National Assembly today unanimously passed the Constitution Amendment Bill to update the country's political and administrative map, which incorporates Indian territories. India has termed this as an artificial enlargement of territorial claims by Nepal after its lower house of parliament on Saturday unanimously approved the new map featuring areas which India maintains belongs to it. The National Assembly or the upper house of the Nepalese parliament unanimously passed the Constitution Amendment Bill, providing for inclusion of the country's new political map in its national emblem. The bill was passed with all the 57 members present voting in its favour. The ties between the two countries came under strain after Defence Minister Rajnath Singh inaugurated an 80-kilometre-long strategically crucial road connecting the Lipo Lake Pass with Dharchula in Uttarakhand on May 8. Nepal protested the inauguration of the road, claiming that it passed through its territory. Days later, Nepal came out with a new map showing Lipulik, Kalapani and Limpiadhura as its territory. 
A statue of Mahatma Gandhi was vandalized in Netherlands capital Amsterdam by unknown miscreants with graffiti and spray painting. The statue of Gandhi on the Churchill Lawn in Amsterdam was covered with red paint and the pedestal was covered with the word racist and an abbreviation for an expletive against the police chalked on it. Since the death of 46-year-old George Floyd on May 15th in Minneapolis in US and the subsequent worldwide Black Lives Matter protests, there has been much debate about street names and statues of people with a colonial past. All over the world, statues of controversial historical figures are brought down or defaced. China slammed a new US law today that would sanction Chinese officials over the mass incarcerations of Uyghurs and other Muslim minorities, saying it maliciously attacks China's policy in the Xinjiang region. China said it will resolutely hit back and the US will bear the burden of all subsequent consequences after US President Donald Trump signed the Uyghur Human Rights Act into law yesterday. The legislation which passed the Congress almost unanimously requires the US administration to determine which Chinese officials are responsible for the arbitrary detention, torture and harassment of Uyghurs and other minorities. The United States would then freeze any assets the officials hold in the world's largest economy and ban their entry into the country. China's foreign ministry said that the act rudely interferes in China's internal affairs and urged the US to immediately correct its mistakes. Activists worldwide say China has rounded up at least 1 million Uyghurs and other Turkic Muslims and is trying to forcibly assimilate them by wiping out their culture and punishing basic Islamic practices. Beijing counters that it is running vocational educational centers that offers an alternative to Islamic extremism. To end it all, here's a Daily Dose meta update. Something that would make accessing your favorite daily podcast easier through Google Assistant. Well, that's because we are now on Google's Virtual Assistant app. To enable the Daily Dose updates, here's what you need to do. Number one, ask Google Assistant to play the news. Then go to Settings, click on Add News Source and look for Daily Dose. Select Daily Dose and adjust the order you want. After doing the first three steps, all you have to say is OK Google, play the news and it should work. This can be a bit tricky, so if you have any questions, feel free to tweet to us on News Laundry or write to us at contact at newslaundry.com. That's all the news we have for you today. So have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.